Good evening, everyone. It's nice to be here to share with you and a word of testimony. We're all one family in Christ. Heirs of the Father, joint heirs with the Son. We're children of the kingdom. And we are a family. And we are one. So it's good to be here. And I know the Lord will bless each one. A wee word of prayer. Our gracious God and eternal Heavenly Father, we do give you praise. And we give you thanks. We can draw nigh into thy holy and thy divine presence through the merits of the precious shed blood. And we come tonight, Lord, before thee. We acknowledge that thou art God. There's none else beside thee. That in you we move and have our very being. And we are what we are, but by the grace of God. We ask you, Lord, indeed, that you'll touch these lips of clay, Lord, with live coal from off the altar. Be mouth matter and wisdom to us. Hide man far behind the cross and grant this evening there'll be none seen save Jesus only. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you. Oh, come in that old-fashioned way. Take up the worship, the adoration, and the love, and the thanks of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. I'd like to read a couple of verses of Scripture found in Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to every one that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And we know the Lord will bless the reading of his own precious word. I thank and praise the Lord tonight that I can stand here and give a word of testimony of the saving and the keeping power of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because it's the power of God under salvation to every one that believeth. I didn't live too far from here, just outside Stewartstown. Know the Reverend William McCray's country. Outside Stewartstown, a wee place called Cordlaston. Then we houses, you see some sushi on the side of the wall. And I was there as a boy, and we uh, went to uh, school, and we come home from school, we threw off the uniform. There was eight of us in the family. We weren't brought up in a Christian home, but we were brought up to go to Sunday school at church. You didn't polish your shoes on a Sunday and everything else. And my, we couldn't wait. We went out to work for all the farmers, helped William McCray's daddy, different ones, bring in the hay, gather the potatoes, uh, bring in the cattle and everything else. But there's a wee mission hall just where we lived, Kurt Lassen Mission Hall. 
went to the Bray Presbyterian Church on Sunday school, went to down below us, uh, Ballyclog Church of Ireland, Sunday school. It was three o'clock in the afternoon. And then away on ahead to the next crossroads, went to the Plymouth Brand at King's Mills Mission Hall. So we heard plenty of the gospel. But we hadn't much time, you know, we would have carried on more than that. And when we were at the Sunday school in the Bry, it was the old forms. You hadn't got all the luxury and all you have now, you know. And it was the old forms. And the class would have been there and the teacher who had been teaching us, Joan Waters was her, her name. Uh, she's now in the glory. I don't know, I can't mind what her married name was. But anyhow, there was the red, the two-bar fire red heater. And we would have brought that up to the back. I'd carried on, and then the heat was too much. And then she would have chased us from class to class. Then you went across uh, to the church, and you got your wee card stamped to say you were present. And our first race was up into the balcony. You know, the Presbyterians is, is, is very set in their ways, you know. Uh, each one nearly has their own seat. You know what, kind of a way? And if you took anybody's seat, it'd be a crime. Nearly get the police for you. <laughs> but anyhow, we would have been to the balcony and everything else. And you just done what the rest done. If they've told you to do something, you just done it. We rolled up wee bits of paper and then we threw it down over the balcony. And then they would have come up to us again on that to try to get us settled. Ballyclog Church, for you that know it, you know there's two sort of half iron gates at the front of it in the archways. Midweek, we'd climb over them. Could it be a Wednesday, any day in the week? We had to climb over them, and the next thing, all over the country, you'd have heard the bells going. You only ring them at the funeral or a wedding and things like that. You'd have heard the bells going all over the country, and they helped the poor wee woman, she had to come down the hills, the town lawn, what they call Caloon. And the crew had to come down the hills in the bicycle to see why the church bells were going. But anyway, well, the Cordlaston Mission Hall, my eldest sister, at that time, was the only one in the house that was saved. And she started going with a man from Co. you see. And he had to come up in the wee autocycle, the wee rally. Don't know, so, uh, near like them wee Honda 50s and 90s. And he had to park the wee autocycle at the, the side gable of our house, and the two of them would have walked up to the Mission Hall and all the rest. And when we got them in the mission hall, we got the wee autocycle. And up the hills and down the hills we went. And then we sort of marked the shape of the handlebars at the, at the wall, and we sort of left it back the way we got it. Well, lo and behold, the critter, there was one night he was going home, and he ran out of fuel. I don't know if you can paddle them things or not after you have no fuel. But anyway, he ran out of fuel anyway, and he didn't know yet it was us that used the fuel up. 
and all the rest. But the faith mission come to Kudlassen Mission Hall. I must care and I must love. I thank the Lord for the faith mission, friends. They knew what it was years ago to live in a caravan. No double glazing, nothing, no, not very much heating. And the frosty uh, on it and everything else. Well, Miss Kyle and Miss Love. Now, I think some of them might have been married and maybe some has passed on. And right enough, uh, we, att- we attended them uh, children's meetings and all and we carried buckets of water and all for them and all the rest. The mission hall was here and the field across the road which belonged to uh, Will McCray's father and all. And that's where the caravan was. And we carried those buckets of water and all that. Well, anyway, we used to go into Stewartstown to the, the picture house then. There wasn't much to go to then. And we walked into Stewartstown to the pictures to the last showing and come home with pitch black at night and we'd have done the same in Cookstown and all the rest. And friends, you had to do what we were told. There was eight of us. And we had a chopsticks, firewood. Whenever we left that house, the, the, it was only down for the lactic. The lactic wasn't even in it. But the rest of it was all right now. There was inside toilets, flush toilets, and all that. And the next thing, anyway, we were taught, I was scrubbing floors. When I was away about 11. I could have made you a lovely dinner and all. And if my mother wasn't there, you were left in charge. So and so had been for their dinner and all the rest. But anyway, we moved to Portadown uh, as a boy at 15 and a half. I was working on Lockery Agricultural College in the poultry department. And we moved to Portadown to the big lights of Portadown. Plenty of work and everything else. There was two brothers and myself, and the state we were in, just at the top of the road, there was a territorial army centre. And we decided we'd go up and join the territorial army. I got a job in a furniture factory. In fact, the, the, the three of us seemed to follow one another for a good while. No matter what job we went to, they come too. But there's three of us in McDonald's Furniture Factory. And we decided to go up to the Territorial Army and see could we join. So we went in to inquire, and they told us that we couldn't join because we we're only 16. I'm a twin, by the way. You wouldn't think that you wouldn't want to know Daddy, would you? It said you're 16, and the only way that we could take you, take us in if you joined the band and the loveliest pipe band you had that you had and put it down Norman McCutcheon was actually the pipe major but the fellow that was the pipe major Tully Lagan so we went up and we said well that's alright we're not going to wait for a year or so to get into men's service we'll all join the band I joined as a tenor drummer the old brother he tied the snare drums and that's why he tied, he tied the pipes. Well, that punched in a year or so for them, and they were all right. They weren't interested in the band, but I stayed on the band. 
And away we went, Kemp and all the rest. And in Newcastle upon Tyne, we went to there on a bit of retreat and all. And the regular bands were there, masked bands. We all played and all the rest. When I was in the TA, they gave me a job in the sergeant's mess bar. And I was there, and that's where I learned to drink. I had my work money in the furniture factory that I worked in. I had the extra money with the TA. I got extra duty money for doing the bar, and then I got a bounty when you don't camp. And friends, I drunk every penny of it. I couldn't have rubbed two pennies together at the end of the month. I had it all drunk. I'm not here to glorify the devil, but I'm here to tell you what the Lord delivered me from. Blessed be the name of my Lord. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And he who the Son sets free is free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And praise God, whenever the cage was opened and the bird flew out, hallelujah, I was set free. Glory. That's why I'm not ashamed, friends. My, you'd hardly get a hallelujah and amen out of God's people these days. They've got so timid and so shy and so backward. And if you're a football match, you'd hear the shouting and you'd hear in Belfast. Praise God, the Lord's good. But anyhow, I was in McDonald's and I took this terrible cramps in my stomach. And it wasn't lifting. I says, boys, this is bad. But I put it down, I said, it must be wind. I thought this was bad. Oh, I says, I'll soon cure that. I'll soon cure that. And I had the keys of the bar, and there was a schoolmaster in Clowner. They got out at that time by 10 to 3. And he come across. He was actually a major in the TA. And he come across. And I threw a couple of hot whiskies in my, to lift this wind. And down home I went. At half past nine, friends, that night, the cramps were still there. My mother had to ring the doctor. And at half past eleven, I was in Lurgan Hospital, friends, getting my appendix out. That's the, that's the, 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 the wind it was. Got my appendix out, friends. But anyway... As I say, I drunk all on a four o'clock and five o'clock in the morning. The sergeant major was there and he lived down in my estate and he drove a wheel us in 1100. And we locked up and he brought me down home. Now, when I say that, I wouldn't have been drinking through the week. It was all weekend drinking and everything else. But that's where I learned for to take the drink. And I come home, still she's drunk. I broke my mother's heart. I did. But anyway, that was all right then. I eventually left McDonald's and my four years was up in the TA. I didn't sign on again because the Labour government, every time they, they come in, they always cut the, the defence 
and I done away with some battalions, and then I'm all good made it this and that and the other. I played for the Queen at Balmoral, 1966. The band played there, at, uh, that's the King's Hall I'm talking about. The band played there. But anyway, that was okay then. Later on, I got a job in the Ulster Carpet Mills. And again, of course, the other two musketeers and myself again were working in that factory. And that was all right anyway. Once they got out of work again, I was up to the pub again. There was the old yacht bar in Woodhouse Street in Portadown. And the whole was, the brothers and all, and, and some of the other mates were, went in and had a drink. Well, it got that bad. The boys told me, right, we're away here and we'll see you in half an hour. It got they never turned up at all. I was left my own. Whenever I inquired what was going on, all they said, no point in going to the pub with you because you're not getting out to closing time. And friends, what did the publican do? For I knew for a, a done Tampere bar in Dodgers and Tandagee, any big offence in Dodgers and Tandagee that asked me would have helped them out. And what does the publican do, friends, when it comes closing time? <clears throat> the person sitting there drinking, spending their money. And then when it comes closing time, they'll say, time, gentlemen, please. And they'll throw you out in the street. And they wouldn't care less, friends, how you got home. So I got the job in the Ulster Capital Mills anyhow. And that was all right. I met a wee woman called Winnie in the Capital Mills, who is now my wife. And I sort of knew what time, so she walked up the stairs and I knew what time she was coming down for a breakout. And I would have timed it nicely and I'd have went in on the stairs and there's a wee fountain where you could take a drink of water and there I'm taking this drink of water to wait till she would come down, go to the canteen. Sometimes she was on time and sometimes she could be ten minutes late, you see. And I could hear the put the put of the feet coming down the stairs. And then I would be away just by accident of running and would have went to the canteen and had my break and all with her and all that. Well, then they come, uh, the carpet mills had a trip to Bray in Dublin. And we were on the train to Bray in Dublin and one thing and all. And uh, I started, uh, carried on and getting on like that with her uh, and all and went up them. Uh, chairlifts were there at the time, were winning. And then after that, I plucked up the courage to ask her out. And I started going to Winnie, anyhow, and Winnie was saved, got saved before me. And then she was bringing me to the meetings to the Christian Workers Union on a Saturday night, Derry Keevan Mission Hall on a Sunday. And uh, anywhere there was uh, uh, meetings on, she had, it, had me there. Now, at that time, it was, you could have walked around the town on a window shop. There was no shutters then. All was quiet then. 
And I just, at times, went into the CWU and all just to get in out of the rain. I no care at that time. Our daddy was coming into town and lifting us. There was a wedding night prayer meeting in a house. And he brought one in. Now, say two hours, like at the most two hours. And then, of course, then he lifted, wasn't he? And that was our romance, two hours in your home. But anyhow, that was all right then. There was meetings come to the town hall. And I think we attended most of them when he didn't I? And the last night in the mission, on a Saturday night, I can mind it as well. There was the Revenue in Paisley that was speaking. Can mind it as well. That night he spoke on in Christ, with Christ, and without Christ. And the Lord started to speak to me by his Holy Spirit. I don't know, I think it was Romans he was, was preaching out of. And I started to try and get my attention away and I started to count all the lights in the town hall roof till it distracted my attention. But I knew that night God's word says, my spirit shall not always strive with man. And I knew that night that the Lord possibly was speaking to me for the last time. And I came out that night, in fact, I think there was 12 or 13 of us came out that night. And praise God, that was on the 18th of January, 1969. And as I said, when the Lord saved me, I was like a bird out of a cage, friends. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So then, of course, when you study, and they were all going to the mission hall, you see. And then I got involved with it. And the, uh, the father and the wee man that was in charge of it then were going to take meetings. So he asked me to come with him. And we went all around the different mission halls, uh, taking the meetings and all the rest. There's people here tonight from Camel Mission Hall. Good to see you. Thanks for coming. And I remember going then up to Camel Mission Hall whenever the Faith Mission Conferences was on. I remember going to Monaghan. <coughs> we passed the McCandless. Was only engaged to be married then, going to Monaghan. And went to the different meetings. <coughs> and there's an old bro in the Lord, he's in the glory now. Not that long, uh, uh, the Lord called him home. And him and myself, we went and done open hours. I love the open hours, friends. But boy, I can tell you, do you see, when you went to the open hours, you could tell. The places where the hard places was where they do time for the gospel. And we went to the open hours and everything else. One of our favorite hymns was What a Fellowship, What a Joy, Divine Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Went to Mountain Lodge too. Praise the Lord. The old wooden hall. And then the, 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 the prayer meeting and all, and the Saturday night and that, and all the rest. But the bro and the Lord. He had a wee room just opposite the big town clock. A wee room, and we held meetings there. 
And friends, what a time we had and the presence of God came down. We had all denominations come to that meeting. On a Saturday night, the Bible pattern church had meetings, testimony meetings and that. Uh, remember, tomorrow musical messages come. Noted singers fans. The echoes of grace. There was women from the Shankill friends were alcoholics. And what anointed singing that group was. So what happened then was when the meeting was over we went to this person's house for a supper and then the men, this is the time of troubles now, the men went to Derry Cleveland at 12 o'clock at night. And we prayed through to four and five in the morning, friends. And we went out that road. And you wouldn't have saw us stay in front of you with the fog. They hadn't all the white lines in the road, especially in the centre and all then. And I had the passenger with a big torch on the window down showing us where the hedge was. And boy, we prayed through, friends. And we saw answers to prayer. Hail, rain or snow. And what a time we had. There was a brother and the Lord worked with children. He's in the glory. And he was praying for a minibus for the children's work. Prayer went up. Praise went up. And then there had been a lovely stillness. And nobody would have spoke. And friends, I want to tell you, if you want to hear the voice of the Lord, you're going to hear it in the stillness. Be still and know that I am God. And the people that know their God shall be strong and shall do exploits for him. But he's praying for this minibus. And I got the vision in the minibus, white minibus, friends, and I got the vision in the minibus. And if you ask believing and faith, well, there's only one thing to do is thank the Lord for meeting the need. And I started to praise and thank the Lord for this minibus. The brother got the white minibus, friends. Marvelous. But I, I lifted a man for them 12 o'clock meetings. I don't know where he was Indian or Pakistan, but he had a market. He used to do the markets in Newcastle now. And I was lifting him for the meetings, along with all the people. And he lived in what they call Park Road, just off where the railway station is there now. The big parks there, and he lived in one of them big houses. And I went to collect them this night. And he wasn't in. And I heads down what you call Open Street. There's no one years ago was the town. And I had another man in the front in a wee Austin lab in Hunter. He worked in the railway at Portadown now. And I don't know what was going on, friends. But there must have been 200 of a crowd of people would have made the hair stand on your head. I was cutting down Open Street and out at the other end to go onto the Dungan Road. Well, the next thing that stopped me, 
What's your name? Where are you coming from? Where are you going? I told him where I was coming from. Told him where I was going. But when I seen what was happening, and I tell you, friends, if the Lord's name is always on your lips, it'll just come automatic to you. And I just breathed the name of Jesus. And I could see the big man in the front seat sliding away down the seat. And he says, go ahead. And I started off, go ahead. You called him Jimmy. I says, Jimmy, I says, I just breathed the name of Jesus. Jimmy got, he got that fearful. He got that fearful. He got, the, he got into a stomach. Bump, 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 bump. He said, bump, bump, bump. I never even thought of it, he says. Well, I says, I thought of it. He says, I was waiting on the back windows coming in. That's right. I tell you, you get into some situations, but that's the time to breathe the name of Jesus. The old brother and me that was doing these meetings in this room and all, but no, we were coming up West Street. And we saw the paramilitary spreading. And maybe it was, I'd say there could have been 200, 300 in prison. And him and me started to inquire, what's going on here? There was some Roman Catholic fellow uh, on up a bit. There was some about him having a gun and all this. He says to me, Desi, he says, the, the minister of the St. Columbus Church, the Reverend Cassidy, that time he finished up a cannon. He was at, lined across the road. The police were lined across the road and everything else, and they were praying up to stop them. You see, they were across the road to stop them. So we inquired as to say what was going on. He says to me, Desi, he says, he says to me, uh, the brother John says to me, Desi, he says, what do you say, he says, it says if two of you agree on earth is touching anything, it shall be done. What do you say, he says, if we challenge these boys? Try to reason with them, like. Sort the problem out. I says, that's all right, that's okay. We stepped out in the middle of the road. Could have walked over us. John says, we'll come to you in the name of the Lord. And they stopped. Give them the Jews, they stopped. And John started to reason with them. And he had wisdom. And he seen he wasn't going to get anywhere. They were casting up what the other ones done. And that's all it was. One casting up, no one casting up. And give John his Jews. Well, he says, will you allow us to have a word of prayer? So there I'm standing and I'm waiting on John praying. And he turned around and he says, Desi, you pray. I'll tell you, friends, I had to send the telegram up first last. And there's two verses I quoted that night. Except the Lord build the house, the labor and fame that build it. Except the Lord guard the city, the watchman watches but in fame. And I asked the Lord then, just left the whole thing with him, and that was it. Well, friends, they marched up to the police line, they marched down again, and they marched home. And the police and everything else, some of them shook our hands and all the rest. God had answered prayer. Simple as that. God had answered prayer. So that was okay then. We went on, taking the different meetings and all the rest. And 
Then at come uh, the late night prayer meetings at 12 o'clock to 4 and 5 in the morning. I would have come home, my son Andrew's with us tonight. I would have come home, and the two children, Andrew and my daughter Andrea, were in bed, and all, they were small then, like. And I'd have come home, and I'd have slipped into their rooms, and I'd have put their mahan on their head, and would have committed them to the Lord, and asked the Lord to save them early in life. I think it was, you were six, uh, Andrea, first when you asked the Lord, I think. And uh, Andrea, I think she was four when they asked the Lord into their heart and into their life brand. The Lord granted household salvation. I could keep you to Christmas, telling you the different things and the different experiences I had with the Lord. I had a new car and uh, it was a hatchback, it was heavy, with the back window and all. And I was finishing work this day, and the thing came down and split me in the skull. This time, I had moved on to uh, a traffic warden in Lurgan. I was finishing a football match. And I was taking off my gloves and all and putting them in the boot of the car down like that. And of course, do you remember what I said? The name of Jesus always on your lips. I says in the name of Jesus. And I just buckled to the knees and down I went. The awardance was gone. The police was gone. I got into the car and I looked in the mirror and all I could see was the interior mirror splashed with blood. Well, I knew that I had to get help. That was all right. Someone says to me, put on the hazards, head back to the station, and when they see the people see the hazards, they think you're in the fire service. And I, away I went, and I was coming out this side road out of Sloan Street to go up Edward Street to the station, and sure enough, car stopped, must have thought it was a fireman into the station, went to the desk, and as I was throwing off my clothes, my jacket and coat and everything else, they were putting a pad on my head. And they took me to the hospital at A&E. There was a lovely Christian girl come out with a wheelchair. She knew me, and she brought me in. And uh, she says, Desmond, she says, I'm going to have to cut your hair. I said, don't you worry about that. It was that bad before they could x-ray me. I had to put four stables in my head near the skull. That's how bad it was. So I left work that day and all, and I says, I'll see you on Monday. But on a Saturday night, it was our prayer meeting night in Kievan, and I had to went out to one of his mummies and daddies for tea, and then the father-in-law and me had went on to Kievan. So I went on ahead as usual. I was sitting around the table, and I started to talk stupid. When it maybe tell me, tell you maybe I do that all the time anyway. Started to talk stupid. I had concussion friends, didn't know it. Tried to ring the hospital again and get me in. You know how they give you the sheet 
and all. Don't do this and don't do that. And friends, I wouldn't want that again. I was off work for eight months or maybe eight and a half months. Couldn't mind nothing. And only there was a businessman in Lurgan that played rugby. He was able to explain this whole thing to me. He says, Desi, you'll come all right, you'll come all right, he says. It's just like if you shake an egg. And a short time after that, I had to take a meeting. I had to take a meeting with Dungan. And one of the fellas started to make a joke about this head injury. I sort of way, what would have happened? Well, I says it's like this, I says. I was ready to go and would have been absent from the body and present with the Lord. And what's more, if it had happened, I would have got a head start in front of you all. Good to be ready. The Lord is good. And praise the name of the Lord. And each one of us here tonight, friends, we're only here by the grace of God. It's not by chance that you're here tonight. It's in God's will and God's plan and God's purpose. We're fellow travelers till eternity. And we're in one of two roads. We're in the narrow road that leads to heaven. Or on the broad road that leads to hell and destruction. And each one of us is going to depart this life. I buried my middle sister, my eldest brother, my eldest sister. I went over to Bournemouth and took her funeral. And I buried my mother. My eldest sister and my mother. My mother at 89 years of age in February and my eldest sister in December. And then after that, my middle brother. And a short time after that. And I was in my mother's house with the grandchildren for her 89th birthday. And I brought the presents and the balloons and everything else. And a fortnight or so later, it might not even been a fortnight, I went around to give her a medication. There was no reply at the door. And I got her lying in the bathroom. Oh, she was dressed, look, see, she was dressed that much, the people would have called her the Queen Mother. And she was dressed to kill. Now, she either was getting ready to go out, or she had just come in. And of course, because of sudden death, police and all had to come and everything else. But that was in February. But you see the December before. You know where you're putting the old year out and the new year in and you're thanking God for his blessings and looking for him for the new blessings in the new year. And I was thanking the Lord and I says, Lord, I will not let you go until you bless me. Whenever my mum died, the devil come and he whispered in one ear, what are you going to do now? Where will your preaching be now? He says to me, well, do you see when anybody says that like that, the devil comes like that at me. I let him know what I think of him. Realize, friend, here tonight or this evening, 
Realize who you are in Christ. We're wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. And realize who you are and what authority you have in Jesus' name. You and I are ambassadors for the Lord. We're his representative on earth. We're part of his kingdom. And I says the devil, he says, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I tell you, I have good news for you. I says, my prayer is still the same. I will not let him go until he blesses me. And friends, what a funeral service we had because my mother was saved. And I knew it was absent from the body. And it was present with the Lord. Time is going on, and our brother will be coming here now, and I'll just have to basically finish up. But we are going to depart this life. At my sister's funeral in Bournemouth, I spoke on departing this life. When you're going on holidays, you go to the airport, you go to the party lounge, you come out of the other side at the arrival lounge, and we are going to depart and there's only two destinies. It's heaven or hell. Are you ready? If the call was to come, if the death angel was to call, pass over tonight, can you say it as well? It is well with my soul. I recommend, friend, this Savior, come, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For I am not ashamed the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ for still the power of God unto salvation to every one that believeth. May the Lord bless each one. Amen.